0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross. I am also live over on Instagram. I have made it very clear that I am becoming more comfortable with recording lives on Instagram and therefore I shan't be looking at the Instagram live comments or who's joining or any buttons that are being pressed because if I'm quite honest, it puts the shits up me because I don't really get how it all works and it puts me off and distracts me. Here's what I want to talk about today though. A client of mine in the Thrive First Method has just tagged me in a post. So she's on her honeymoon at the moment. Shout out to Meg. We're going to be talking about you in this episode today. And she's tagged me from her honeymoon. She's reading a book. And it's uh, the story says something like, thinking back to my podcast episode with Nikki, which was episode 96 of the Inner Aware Conversation. I'll link it in wherever, wherever you are, I'll link it if I can. And um, in there, here's what we talk about in her episode, first and foremost. So we talk about um, overwhelm as a business owner, identifying what needs to happen for her to thrive in life and in business, um, doing other educational things alongside the Thrive First method. So she was doing a PhD at the time. Um, but same goes, people ask me the same questions about like, can I run a business and do this method? Can I do this other course or program and do this method? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's why it exists. I'm going to talk about that. Um, and then how the Thrive ThriveFest method helps her to manage negative thought loops and how she's grown and made growth sustainable and safe. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. So Meg tagged me in this story that she's on Honeymoon. She tagged me in the story and it says something like remembering the power of the little things. And it's so interesting because just last night, and I'm going to get it up on my screen so I can read from it. Just last night, a one to one client messaged me. I'm not going to read the full message, but it's basically saying along the lines of, I have had the simplest of days, but my self-worth is so high. And then she lists all of the things that she's done for herself that day. And then goes on to say, it sounds so simple, but this is hard for me to achieve with the chatter. And I think that anyone with neurodivergence can absolutely relate to this. I have to remember to do all of these things so that they become habits. And I want to talk about that in today's episode, or if you're on Instagram Live, in today's live. I want to talk about this because I think that, firstly, when people come to work with me in a coaching capacity or even join the Thrive First Method, um, either way, <clears throat> they've almost got this um, made up rule that lives in their own head that goes like, for me to thrive in life and business, it has to look like all of these things. And there's rigidity around what we should want in inverted commerce and what we should need in order to thrive. And I'm really proud of the work that we do together because one of the things that we get crystal clear on is what exactly does it look like and feel like for you to thrive? And how can you build that in sustainably into your life and into business? I'm just going to shut the office door because Jimmy's coming in. where be a sec? And um, one of the things that we talk about is what does it look like for you to thrive? Because it's not, it's not what we've been conditioned to think it is. For many people, they'll think that for them to thrive, it looks like them working on a laptop on holiday by the beach. It looks like them generating sustainably 10k months, it looks like. And to be fair, they'll come to me at the beginning of their journey. And they'll say, you know, it looks like me going to hot yoga three times a week. And it's like, All of that said, is that sustainable for you? Is that realistic for you? And is that your truth? And what I mean by that is, is that your truth? Or is that just what you've been conditioned to think? That's what thriving should look like for you. And so what you'll hear in the episode with Meg, I'm going to talk about a couple of other things before I let you go. In fact, if this is a short enough episode, um, no, I'll just link it. That's not a good idea. Scrap that. Just go and listen to it after this episode. What I want you to be listening out for and really thinking about for yourself is how to sustainably build in things into your week so that you feel like you are thriving. So I'm just gonna give you a few examples that have been highlighted to me over the last couple of days. Giving my body great nutrients, going for a walk, having some playtime with your pet or your kid or whoever, um, putting your to-do list down, Like, I think I'd done a post on this a while ago and I'm going to read out um, something that another client of mine has said who has ADHD, who does some of my work and how that that works for her. But one of the main aspects of that is actually having the discipline, particularly when you're hyper-focused, to put work down and take a step back. So there's that, getting an early night, putting some skincare on, like noticing when your body and your mind has had enough. And you don't want to work anymore but previously you would have pushed through all of those ways are you recognizing how you thrive in life and in business and when you build those things into your week they are the simple things and so when meg tagged me from her honeymoon which i am very jealous about because it looks bloody lovely and she tagged me in this post that said you know remembering um to not neglect the little things the simple things i think she said I want to highlight that it's normally the simplest of things that actually make you feel like you're thriving. It's the conversation that where you haven't got one eye on your mobile phone that you're having with your partner, where there's great depth and great honesty and great connection. It's the walk that you take yourself on, where you actually allow yourself to look around, breathe in the air, and be with yourself. It's the bath that you run instead of getting a quick shower. It's all of these little things that you add in, you sprinkle into your week as a priority that actually help to, to help you take a step away from overwhelm and help you to build things in that's sustainable for you. Not because that's what the world says that you should want, but because that's what you want, right? Um. So I'm going to move on to a couple of other things and it's all in the same ilk. When my client, when Meg te- te- uh, tagged me on Instagram and said, remembering about the simple things. One of the things that sprung to mind for me was, yeah, because this is about doing business your way. This isn't about doing business in a way that has been modeled to you or in a way that when you go online and you see people doing business in all different ways or when you think about your conditioning, maybe from your corporate career and therefore I should be at my desk from this time to this time, there will be things that exist within you that you would do well to unlearn And decondition from, because when you start to do business your way, when you start to do business in a way that feels right to you, it's probably not how you've seen it modeled to you. It's not how you've seen it where people say it's meant to be done this way. And no one ever says it explicitly. No one's online going, you should be doing it this way and this way and this way. It's just modeled. And I think that that's where we screw ourselves over because we're like, well, I'll give you an example. I am um, my group coaching um sorry my coaching program evolve it goes live on the 18th of April so we begin on the 18th of April and I am launching it currently but I'm launching it in a way that I've been I've seen you're not meant to do it that way. <laughs> you're not meant to launch it that way. You're meant to launch you're meant to do this and you're meant to do that and you're meant to do the other and you're meant to do this freebie and you're meant to run this event and All of these ways, if I'm completely honest, make me feel very overwhelmed, make me feel like it's fabricated, make me feel like it's forced. And to be honest, I know that there would be benefits in doing it in the way that I'm supposed to do it, in inverted commas. but I also know that doing it that way would take the energy out of it for me. And therefore, people feel energy, like people read energy. And so if I'm doing it a certain way, because that's the way I've been told it's meant to be done then it's not going to feel right for me. And that isn't me thriving in my business. That isn't me um, doing it in a way that makes me feel good. Instead, that's a way of me conforming to the way that I've been told it's meant to be done. And there's a huge difference between the two, right? The other thing that I wanted to touch on before I move on from that point is one of the things that often comes up for my clients is when they don't do things in the way things are meant to be done, in the way things should be done, they see themselves as wrong. So like, oh yeah, I know I'm meant to do it that way, but I'm just a bit shit at that. Or I know I'm meant to do it that way, but I don't do it that way. And therefore I'm wrong in some way, shape or form. How about if you're not? How about if you were doing it your way and that was exactly right for you? And that doesn't negate from the fact that of course, there are probably ways that you can grow and learn and do things more effectively your way. But that's very different from doing it someone else's way just because you think that's the way it should be done. They're two very separate things. I'm gonna read out something that someone um, fed back about the Thrive First Method so that you can hear how this really sits in business. It says the Thrive First, so this is a testimonial by Charlotte Goss Um, And it says the Thrive First method was a total overhaul of my approach to business and life. It's not a productivity system. It's a system to uncover how you actually work best and how to thrive in your life every day. As someone with ADHD tendencies pre-diagnosed, embracing systems has been transformational. I am a rebel. I hate rules and the rigidity of following someone else's formula. So don't let the word system con you. The big shifts that I have noticed are, I don't brace, number one, I don't brace myself for work every day. I know what is coming up for the week ahead and what I actually have the capacity for. Therefore, my nervous system is calmer. That is you thriving. That is you thriving in life and in business. Number two, I no longer bury my head in the sand, powering through to cram it all in. God, even saying that makes me feel overwhelmed because I've been there. Powering, I no longer bury my head in the sand, powering through to cram it all in. We, I say we of all, I can relate to my client saying that. She says, she goes on to say, now I communicate early when I know there's too much on my plate or timelines are unrealistic. I delegate, defer and delete accordingly. Yes, you do. Number three, I don't shy away and self-sabotage. I use the 80-20 rule and I identify what are the highest value activities in my business. They're normally the most uncomfortable ones. And I choose courage over the busy work. Just to pause on what she's saying there and just to add my own two penneth worth in. When when we're planning out our weeks, we leave space. And I think that's a really important thing. I was actually... um, Texting. I'm losing my words. I was actually texting a one-to-one client of mine. I'm going to read out some of the message. This is my message that you can hear the advice that I'm offering. And just so you all know, like this is absolutely massively coming up for those with neurodivergence. So if that sounds like you, if if you find yourself in positions where you're hyper focusing and then you're all out, but you're treating yourself like all of your time should be hyper focused, have a listen to my advice here. Um. So. What I'm saying here is build in buffer time. The thing, the things that I'm advising her to do is build in buffer time. There is an episode over on the inner work conversation. I believe it's episode 91. Let me check that. And it's called Obligation Free Time. I wanna, I wanna just describe, yeah, it is 91. So the episodes that I've highlighted to you in this episode is 91, obligation free time, and 96, which is the podcast with Meg. The reason that I mention obligation free time. I've said to my client, look, block out 50% of your week obligation-free time. I always love to see people's reactions when I give that as a suggestion for what they could try, because that, that feels completely audacious for them. Like, how how dare I block out 50% of my time? Here's what obligation-free time means. You are obligation-free. <laughs> so what it doesn't mean is that you don't do any work. What it doesn't mean is you're not allowed to do any work. You're an adult, You are in control of your decisions. My job is to help you put yourself, build the conditions around you so that you can put yourself in a position of making more empowering decisions for you and the way you particularly, very uniquely like to work and what it takes for you to feel like you're thriving in life and in business. So in my one-to-one chat, so I know that I'm bouncing around here. I've mentioned the Thrive First method. I've mentioned my one-to-one work. I've mentioned... Um, What else have I mentioned? Evolve. I know that I'm bouncing around, but I trust that when you look at my work, you will pick the right avenue for you. Anyway, I say to my client here, build in lots of buffer time. It takes a little while to get used to building in obligation-free time. But when you build it in, what you are essentially setting up for yourself is you're leaving room in your week for things to swing about so it's not, what we're not doing here is building in room and for you to be able to say, but I don't trust myself to do anything but watch Netflix and eat crisps on the couch. Because to be quite honest with you, if that's what you need in that moment, I want you to build in the trust that that's an empowering decision for you, as opposed to pushing through, as opposed to, oh, well, I've just got to get it all done. Because how's that worked out for you so far? So obligation-free time, building buffer time, however you want to call it. um. It's there to act as a boundary for yourself so that you are making time for the things that need to be done, your your actual obligations, the things on your to-do list, your high value activities, which I know that you've heard me talk about before. But then in this obligation free time, you're leaving space, not just for time and not just for tasks, but for your energy. And I think that that's the most important point that I'm making here. We all have different ways in which we like to to work. Some of us, well, I'm not even going to go through the examples. You know how you like to work. You know if you are someone, like a couple of my clients are, who do hyper-focus. That's what I was doing. I was um, going back to um, Charlotte's message, wasn't I, where she then goes on to talk about it, so I'll link back in now. You know how your energy works. You know when you are... um, even in your cycle, you know when you are at your most energetic and you know when you are your most depleted. You know the types of tasks that fill your energy tank up and you know the types of tasks that deplete you of your energy. My job is to help you to build the conditions and the structures, flexible structures within your week so that you can operate in a way that helps you feel like you're thriving. That not some way that builds in rigidity and overwhelm by the structure but as opposed to that not sabotaging from your own strides towards what you want to do in life and in business because you're you're using your energetics wrong if that makes sense so charlotte then goes on to say my business goals don't feel meh they are truly aligned with my values and vision for my life and business they're not plucked from thin air and they have deep meaning Going back to Meg's original comment, the power of the the simple things, the power of the little things, one of the things that I love to see in my clients, it's, it's almost like for me, there's three bubbles, this is how it exists. One bubble is business as usual, like, and I'm a business owner too, so my business as usual is things like creating content, customer service, serving my clients, actually coaching, there are things that are business as usual that I need to do to make my business run effectively. <laughs> then there are aspirational things and they're the things that make me feel like I'm thriving. When I leave the time and space, when no, not leave, when I consciously and intentionally carve out the time and space within my week or within my day, at whatever cadence suits, it, it makes me feel like, I'm pulling my hand away from the to-do list and going, yeah, but this is important too. And then the third thing is me as a human, you've got business as usual. You've got your aspirational stuff in business, but then you've got you as a human. What do you need to feel like you're thriving? I know for me, it, it looks different every single week. I can't pin it on because one week it'll look like okay I need to go into my shell and I need to just go inwards so I set things up to take care of myself for that time for example I know that at certain times in the month I'm not going to feel like being out there I'm going to feel like being in here so I set things up in accordance with what I need that helps me feel like I'm thriving in business makes sense Charlotte then goes on to say, I'm making progress at my speed. My business is growing exponentially in my definition, but not through hustle or force resulting in burnout, but through considered sustainable action that doesn't fry my nervous system. That's going back to the point that I mentioned all the way at the beginning of this episode. Meg's talking here about the simple things that help her to feel like she's thriving in business. The simple things are often the things that we overlook because they're so small and we feel like they should be grand and we feel like they should be achieving bigger things and giving us a six pack and meditating for two hours. It's bullshit. What you're seeing on the internet and what you're seeing being modeled to you isn't probably what you need in order to feel like you're thriving. Going back to my one-to-one client who I had a conversation with last night The simplest of days, but my self-worth is so high. I'm happy and reflecting on how much I like myself. It's confidence and it's right. It is confidence to treat yourself in a way that actually goes, no, I'm not gonna do things the way that the internet's telling me to thrive. I'm not gonna run my business in a way that all of these business gurus are saying, here are the five steps to. I'm gonna do this in my way, but in order to do that, we need to create the space so that we can figure it out for ourselves. So over to you in this episode or on Instagram Live, if that's where you're watching it. What are the simple things in life and in business that you feel like you need that maybe you have made yourself wrong for needing or wanting or being that way or desiring that thing? What are your ways that you need to thrive? And I'm gonna, um, before I go, one sec, I'm gonna read to you from some of the work from the Thrive First Method. I'm going to read to you so that you can take this away and maybe do some of this work without um on your own. So without guidance. So in the Thrive First Method, there are three areas that I encourage my clients to assess how they what how they thrived. And it says the purpose of this mo- um, no you don't need any of that. <laughs> um, here it is. Okay, next page. How is okay here we go. Thriving is who you be on the way to what you want to do, have or achieve. Thriving is about being. Goals are about doing, having or achieving. Thriving is your inner world. Goals are your outer world. Thriving is forever ongoing till the end. Goals are something with a finite outcome or ending. And so when I talk about thriving in business and in life to my own clients, I'm talking about establishing What thriving looks like for you without the drama of what it should look like and getting it right as per their definition. So thriving in three key areas in your mind, your body, and your spirit. And I'll give you the definitions so that you can see the kind of work that we do together and perhaps then take this episode away and think about how that looks for you. And think about joining us in this work as well. So what does my mind need? What does my body need? What does my spirit need? Be your mind. Think about things like... What beliefs do you cultivate about yourself through the thoughts that you think and the way you speak to yourself? So when I talk about what you specifically need to feel like you're thriving, sometimes for my clients, they're like, oh, I see what I need. With my experiences and the shit that I've been through in my life and the conditioning that I carry, I need space to unlearn some of that stuff. Okay, so that's what I need to build in. I go on to explain the way you nourish and nurture your mind, the way you navigate uncertainty and challenges. So for example, what this sees is some of my clients going, okay, well, I run my own business. I'm always gonna have uncertainty and challenges because things are gonna pop up. I'm gonna need to navigate uncertainty. Great, so how do we build that into your week so that you feel like you've got what you need to operate from a resourced place? Makes sense? Thriving in your body, how are you approaching sleep? How are you approaching rest? How are you approaching rejuvenation? Which to me, by definition, my definition means when you're running your business, you're constantly um, pouring out. How are you pouring in? What feels good for you? Notice in your life, notice in yourself, what feels good for you when you pour back in? When do you feel filled up again? What, What have you been doing? Is it as simple as going for a walk around the block, looking at nature? I don't know you know don't let anyone else tell you how many reels have you seen on Instagram that go um oh what what does it say I couldn't even take notice something like um like cool girl or vibey girl or fucking slow girl or something like that and it's these reels that are like here are the things that I do and I pull cards and I journal and I meditate and then I do some stretching And it's so forced. And I understand that they're not necessarily saying that you have to do it that way. But unfortunately, the way that we all seem to work is we look at these things and then we look back into the way that we want to thrive and we make ourselves wrong because it doesn't look like how it's being modeled to us. And maybe that's it for you. Maybe part of you thriving is switching all of your Instagram accounts off that make you feel like that or unfollowing uh, or removing followers on LinkedIn when they tell you actually we would take your work much more seriously if you stop swearing hi these are the things that I need in order to feel like the truest expression of myself which is what I need to thrive so what about you I go on to oh so my body movement what you consume what you put in thriving in your spirit this one always gets people so I'm gonna finish on this note Thriving in your spirit is about your connection to yourself and your knowing, your inner knowing, your inner wisdom, whatever your intuition, whatever you want to call it. How do you cultivate that? When you feel connected to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're evading feelings that we don't want to feel. Instead, what that looks like is you are with yourself as you navigate the twists and turns of life and business. You are with yourself and you do not try to escape yourself as you are going through these things. So it's talking about your connection to yourself. You can't be connected to yourself if you're constantly taking yourself away from the low vibe stuff by trying to force yourself into a positive vibe because uh, what do they call it? Energy attracts energy and all of that stuff. It's like, no, you're a human. You're meant to have a range of human emotions, particularly in business. You're going to be navigating some heavy shit. How can you support yourself best there without getting stuck on the low lows or caught up in the high highs? How can you support yourself? How can you connect to yourself? How can you connect to the people and things that you care about? How can you honor what brings you joy? And how can you honor your own growth? I know for me, thriving looks like I said this. In fact, I'm going to get my notes. I had a coaching call myself this morning, um, and one of the things that I said was running a business feels like an inner evolution. And i I actually the words I actually used was having the opportunity to run a business feels like an inner e- evolution. And it does because I feel like through my business, my business is a vehicle, yes, for me to do what I love, yes, for me to be profitable and make money, but also for me to evolve as a human. And I've recognized that I need that. I don't know that if I could go back to a, office, a, a corporate job because I don't know if it would be stretchy enough for me to decide to put out there what I want to put out there now that's not me saying that you should be like that that's me identifying that in myself and then creating that in my own life and yes that's been scary and yes that's been um it's come with costs but I would rather go through those costs as opposed to abandon myself and what I need to thrive So going all the way back to the beginning of the episode or Instagram live, if that's where you are. The power of the simple things, I just want to round up by saying they're not, they might be simple, but they are powerful. And that's why I couldn't just record this on Instagram stories. I wanted to make it into an episode because Please do not overlook the simple things. They are the powerful things. If you want to go and listen to Meg's episode, it's episode 96 of the Inner Work Conversation. And just to highlight that obligation free time conversation is episode 91. I really do hope though that this episode has served you. This is the kind of work that we do um, in my one-to-one work, in the Thrive First method. If you want to create that structure for you, that's more of a DIY, create that structure for yourself. You basically, you take the method and you make it your own based on your needs, your requirements, um, what you need in order to feel like you thrive. My one-to-one work is a much longer, much more sustainable, deeper transformation. And Evolve, well, Evolve, I'll talk about another time. Evolve is a coaching um, program that's really something that I've never, ever um, blended before. Yes, it's a a live program where you're getting all of the content that is going to help you to self-develop but you're also getting one-to-one coaching in there as well. Um, So I'm going to record a separate episode on that. So I'm not going to labor on all of that. I encourage you to take, if this has resonated, I encourage you to take a look at my work. I think that too many of us see, okay, so there's two things that I want to say before I go. The first one is people seeing this kind of work as um, failure. So, I had a coaching inquiry that said, I'm just not sure that I um, am trying to remember how it was worded. It was something along the lines of I just I'm basically a little bit ashamed that I need this support. And that's not something I've ever heard before. But I imagine it's something that people do feel. So I want to address that here. You have been with you your whole life you have carried your own conditioning for as many years as you've been alive. And therefore it's gonna take, sometimes it's gonna take some support in order for you to move through that and create different change for yourself. There's no shame in wanting or needing that support. Um, and the second thing is, you know, in terms of time, is this gonna take time? Yeah, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time, it's gonna take, it's gonna take energy. But I want to highlight to you that all of the things that have been getting in your way, they've also been taking time and they've also been taking energy. So once you can sort of get your head around that, it's like, okay, this is actually me investing in myself to create change for myself. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So leaving you on that note, I hope this episode has served you. I have loved recording it. I'm going to go and message Meg right now. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.